0: Matt my question for you is talk to us about the nuts and bolts of running your business and what I mean is things like how do you do billing, project management? how do you track time? Do you track time? Are you just a um, loose creative in the wind that just doesn't need to track time? Uh, do you use subscriptions for inspiration? That's what we want to talk about today. Ever wish life had it a... <clears throat> ever wish life had an undo ever wish life had an undo button? With over 30 years' experience in the creative industry, Matt and Dylan spill their secrets and share their insights about business and design, all to try to save you an under. This is the Command Z Show, presented by Made by Things and Mingus Design.
1: da 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 Da-da-da-da.
0: We have this good intro music, and yet you and I have started this habit of singing at the beginning, of our, or badly singing at the beginning of our podcast.
1: <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting that we, we don't talk about those kinds of things, like, oh, how are we going to start the show? How are we going mm-hmm. to end it? We just started saying I love you bye at the end, and it's just something that's kind of stuck, and we've never really talked about it.
0: I like that. I think maybe we should just retitle the podcast Worst Intro Ever. That's a good idea. Maybe see if that sticks, but... Um, huh. Well... What we do have is my friend, Cat, doing the voice intro. We haven't called that out specifically no. at the beginning, but um, I worked with Cat a long time ago at a place called Out of the Box, and um, and it's a it's a timely that we mention that based on what we're going to talk about today. But and we'll get to that in just a second. But a quick shout out to Cat. She is just an amazing voice talent, and that's what she still does for a living. She's based out of Portland. Uh, the West Portland, not the East Portland. And um, if you guys need voiceover talent, Kat can do a range of things. And uh, we are thrilled that she was willing to help us out with ours. And to
1: be clear, those little mistakes, those were planned, right?
0: <laughs> it was conceptual, folks. We had it was. <laughs> we had an idea. Um,
1: who's that? Was that your idea? I don't know. I think so. I don't. It was like, you. Or, I, you were a uh, cat. I forget. But uh, I was writing it down as like, oh, that'd be really interesting if like we're talking about making mistakes and like if the person's actually making mistakes. Yeah, fun stuff. I don't know. One of those things where you think you have a good idea, but you're really unsure about the execution. So you're like, right. I don't know. We'll see what happens.
0: And a case in point where you sometimes, oftentimes, need to realize, you know what, this is not my area of expertise, and so where can I lean on somebody else to do it right? And of course, Kat, being the pro that she is, nailed it in one take. She sent a recording. She goes, what do you think? And I said, I- I'm good. We're, we're set. Great. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Send me a yeah. WAV file. Well, with that, let's jump into the episode today because, again, perfect segue. What we want to talk about today goes back a couple episodes to... Another former coworker, Deb Reichus, and Deb had reached out to us and asked several questions, and a lot of it had to do with the nuts and bolts of running a business. And so we covered a couple things uh, financially related up until now, and so we wanted to revisit the topic one more time today, or at least uh, one more time uh, for now. All right. And so, Matt, my question for you is, let's. Uh, talk to us about the nuts and bolts of running your business. And what I mean is things like, how do you do billing and how do you do project management? Is it software? Is it people? Is it both? How do you track time? Do you track time? Are you just a loose creative in the wind that just doesn't need to track time? So, uh, do you use subscriptions for inspiration? Uh, what else, what am I, what am I not listing already? That's what we want to talk about today.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm trying to write all this stuff down because I think you know me well enough to know that, yes, I keep track of every little thing because I love the data, right? I love to know if something is working and if it's not, then I either change it, remove it, or find something else. Mm-hmm. And I'm constantly evaluating different things, right? Like That is that is mainly my job now at Made By Things. Like I don't get as heavy into the animation or design side as as much as I used to, but now it's trying to make a business that runs as efficiently as possible, so that I can take a vacation for a week, which I'm doing next week, and it's what? always ner- nerve-wracking to take vacations. Matt but
0: Bojack taking a vacation?
1: <sighs> it it doesn't happen. I mean, I, I don't know. I try to do at least a couple of weeks every year. Okay. I, I there's a lot of like little days where I'm like, hey, we're not busy today. Let's go on a little adventure or something like that. Like there's a lot of those spontaneous days. Um, but the planned things are a lot more hard to, to do anyway. Um, so again, for, for me, I'm trying to make sure that everything is running as efficiently as possible. Everybody understands their jobs and I'm trying to honestly eliminate myself from the equation as, as much as I can and as much as I feel like at any given moment. Right. Um, so, there's a lot of things that go into that, and there's there is a lot of you know, software uh subscriptions, a lot of tools that that I personally use to keep track of all those things. And let's see where do I want to start? Let's uh, start with ma- the project management okay, right so one one thing that I use i've I've tried so many different project management things. And most of them do a decent job, but I always find myself, like, breaking whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, this doesn't do what we need to do specifically. And a lot of that's because most of that software is developed to be pretty generic for whatever industry. So, I don't know, I, I, I kept trying things and I don't know. I mean, it started off as like, okay, let's use a spreadsheet. (laughs) Okay. that that, We need something a little more robust than that. Okay. Let's use Trello. And then Trello was working for a little while, but then I was like, we just need, we need a place where we keep information as well as like keep track of projects going on and keep track of tasks that need to be worked on. So that had me run into Notion. And uh, I can speak good things about Notion literally all day long. But the best part about it is it's pretty adaptable to however you need it to work. It's not meant to necessarily be a project management software. It's not meant to be much of like, I don't know, I guess think of it sort of like Google Docs a little bit. Okay. But you can basically add in all these different elements. You can add in a table. You can add in a, I think it's called a Caban board or like those Trello style things, right? Where mm-hmm. you take a, take a box and drag it to the right or left you can add that kind of stuff and then but you can also add in like just normal text and headlines so it's like for us i honestly i use it more as like a wiki like it's a made by things wiki of i die tomorrow (laughs) where do you go to get all the information here is everything that i know about the business here's everything that um that i've tried and hasn't worked or things that were current initiatives of of some kind or another right
0: okay so there's a couple things we need to i need to jump in and and make it make it clear to folks one is we were going to call this if i die tomorrow uh, (laughs) but that's really morbid Uh, two we're not getting paid to endorse any of this stuff please know that we're just a couple of guys talking about design business if you haven't figured that out well it's your first podcast with us welcome thanks for being here but there is nothing paid about anything we're saying zero okay
1: Right. And I guess that's, that's kind of how it is though. It's we, uh, for me anyway, I'll try whatever I'll test anything out, but I'm going to be super brutally honest because I have to be Mm -hmm. about like, okay, is this working? Is this not working? Um, so, but anyway, so with notion is I can create all these pages, uh, and then I can invite as many people as I really want as a guest to certain pages, basically. And I'm not going to turn this into a Notion tutorial, but you can definitely look that up on YouTube. <laughs> and by the way, um, I've
0: seen uh, you shared uh, a couple of your Notion, uh, what do you call them, files, I guess, uh, with me. And pages, yeah. Pages, yeah. I, I'm impressed. And uh, having a, having a tried Notion a uh, couple times, including after you and I talked about it, I thought, Did you? I like it. Uh, yeah. I didn't go running towards it, but to be mm-hmm. fair, I didn't really dive in. So um, it's continue. Please.
1: I guess what's what's nice about it is again having being able to bring in as many people on these pages as I need to. So right. basically what we have, it also has calendars. So this has replaced all of our Google calendar stuff pretty much. I mean I still use like for my meetings and stuff like that, I'm still using Google Calendars and whatnot. Okay. Um But for our projects, we basically have one big project board. But you can also in each page, you can filter um tasks by project name, essentially. So if I have, I mean, right now we have like seven or eight projects going on. Um, I can see all of them, a big picture of, okay, here's what's what's going on here. Um, and then you can easily just like say, oh, you know what? This person's going to be out today or out next week on this day. So I'm going to have to like push and pull, um, it, it either extend this task out or move it to a different day. And you can just do it super quick without having to type anything in. Anyway, um, so yeah, so each each project page that we have, it basically, we have our creative brief right at the top that we either assemble ourselves or get from our client. And then we put our reference, our mood boards basically in there too. And then we have our calendar that has all the tasks written out. And it, we I can assign people to each of those tasks basically. So I can see it. In, I mean, you can do that in Trello, but you can't put it in a calendar view. So that's what I don't like about Trello. It's so like, the- I need to look at this stuff like a, like a calendar because I got to know when these things are going to get done or when they should be worked on.
0: Okay. And let me, I have to interrupt you and ask, mm-hmm. have you done that? Have you tried that same functionality that you're describing in something like Asana?
1: I haven't tried Asana in a couple of years, mostly because it was just a bit more expensive. Um, okay. And you also have to... Tr- they they charge like per user so that's the other thing that's nice with notion is that i'm the only paid user on our entire team interesting and i can i can invite as many guests as i want um so and you know we have a project manager on our team and i don't even have a paid account for her um she's able to with a guest account be able to manage everything that i sort of set up and it, it works really really well so
0: it that feels like a loophole with new with notion
1: it is. I, I, and I would be fine, honestly, if they if they came to like, okay, everybody needs a paid account now. Like mm-hmm. they do have team accounts, but I don't necessarily want everyone on the team being able to access every single page because some of it's a little bit more, I don't know, personal to the business and even personal to myself, honestly. Sure. So it's like, okay, well, I just have... You know, I, I think I have over 200 different pages of information, basically. Everything from, like, okay, how we handle business development, how we handle marketing, how we handle sales, how we handle production, how we handle inside of production. Okay, how do we handle design? How do we handle animation? So it's, like, this big web of everything related to the business. But um, the the reason that every all the team goes there every day, though, is because we basically made dashboards for... Each person, so all this stuff you kind of build yourself, and it definitely okay. it takes some time to figure out how to build all this stuff out. But I basically just watch YouTube videos to figure out everything.
0: Okay, I, that was yeah. my one of my questions. Was you it makes this, you make it sound like, or at least my gut is that you spend a lot of time mm-hmm. setting up these two hundred some pages. Yeah. Are there are there templates available?
1: They, I think they do have some kind of template. It's, it's really easy to get started with things. You just basically go to a new page and then it's like, all right, headline. Like Think of it like a really easy, really, really easy web page editor okay. where you're like editing directly um, on the site rather than there being a back end of any kind. Okay. So like, again, I, I don't want to get too far into the weeds here, but basically, again, sure. you can be like, okay, what element do you want to be in this place? And you can say like, oh, I want a calendar here. I want a checklist. Um, and that's, so that's what we do is each person on the team, they have their own dashboard that they check every day. Whenever they go into that, I, that project calendar that I was telling you about, where we filter by project name. Mm -hmm. Well, you can also filter by whose task it is. So each person on our team has their own calendar and we don't specifically do that. So it's all automated to each person's own dashboard. So they log in and they can see, we we keep track of priorities because if they have multiple things going on at a time. So on top of their dashboard, we have priorities. We have like their goals for the next six months before we do our next review, which we do every six months. And then they see their calendar right there. So they know at any given moment, okay, here's what I'm supposed to be working on today. Uh, and here's what my next couple of weeks looks like too. So it sometimes they'll be like, "Hey, I noticed next week I don't have a whole lot of, uh, on my schedule. Is there something I should be doing?" Or, or they'll say something like, "Is it cool if I take the day off?" Or whatever. But like they know, so they have they can make more informed decisions for themselves. Okay, <clears throat> that's really into the weeds there, but that's good
0: though. I mean, I if anybody has never tried it, I, I again as a person who's dabbled with it, uh, how you describe it is is impressive and certainly, I. I you make me want to dive back into it. Uh, the reason <laughs> yeah. I the reason I probably won't immediately is that I'm going down a similar path with a newer software called Kraft, Craft C R A F T right. that came out I think last year. Uh, they, uh, uh, Luki Labs is the company L U K I, and we'll put this all in the show notes for anybody listening. But Craft um, is growing pretty fast, and a lot of the functionality you describe, including calendars and um especially when you called out mm-hmm. calendars and uh and and being more of like a a html page of sorts that you can just right, you know right. keep really raw or you can really dress it up uh craft is a similar animal like that a uh, better way to put it probably is craft is like apple notes but a lot prettier and with uh, some mm-hmm. better functionality i've always wondered why apple never takes more time with notes to improve it because I still use Apple notes. I've, I've, I'm kind of on the edge between, am I really going to go head first into craft or am I going to hold on to all these old Apple notes? Am I going to transfer them over? Why would I take that much time to do either one to transfer one to the other? Do I overthink right. these things? Yes. So, uh, but there's some things that you're describing with notion in terms of task assignment and individual login that I don't think craft has, at least not that I'm aware of. So, uh, fascinating, uh, for me, you know, as a person who's a uh, solo operator and, uh, bringing in contractors, I've used Asana for that right. function. When I have to bring somebody in and have shared stuff, I've, I've used Asana. However, craft also has a share functionality, but again, I'm not sure it has the intricate function, functionality that you're describing in, in terms of people being right. able to go in and manage their own portion of that software without paying for right. an extra license. Right.
1: Right, yeah. Now they're gonna change all of that because we said that. Right, uh, they're gonna be like, you, no, you know what?
0: As if, as if we're that important, right? All of a sudden, right? Somehow, our tiny little podcast gets discovered by somebody at Notion. They go, "Did you guys realize that we're not charging for additional?" <laughs>
1: li- what? Who's this Matt Bojack guy? And, and backbill him, backbill him for everything. Honestly, I would probably pay it too. I'd be like, all right, cool. Um, but anyway, it's just it's it's the closest thing you can get to developing your own project management software without actually developing your own project manage- management software. And that's what, for me, that's what I'm like, you know what, I I don't need all these extra features and bells and whistles that mm-hmm. other software does. Like, it's just too much. And I don't really, again, it just, it's it's not as helpful as they think. Like they're, they're always, I'm speaking in general terms, obviously, but like, sure. you know, they have these big teams behind these these subscriptions and they don't necessarily I don't they they spend so much time developing new things constantly I think you know all software is like that including like Photoshop and all that stuff where it's like okay, yeah that's just like a new thing do we really need that though like how does that help anything yeah but anyway that's that's what they get to they start coming up with these random ass ideas of like oh now we divided the site up into two parts and this part does this little thing that you do for maybe once every three and a half years, but we have it automated now. And it's like, I oh, don't need that. I just need it to work really well and it, to be as simple as possible.
0: Yep. Uh, I'll, let me use that to segue to talk about Procreate, which is, right. as anybody that knows me knows, I'm a Procreate fanatic. I uh, love the team that is behind it. I've never met any of them because I haven't made the time to fly out to New Zealand, but what I love about them is they're, As far as i still know they're a pretty small team and incredibly responsive on the social channels and incredibly responsive if you reach out to them directly which i find remarkable especially in contrast to a monster company like adobe and i told matt before we started the podcast i have to be really careful and not just dish dirt or trash adobe (laughs) throughout this entire podcast because there's a lot of things that they they don't do, I should say, uh, probably the best way to say it, for all the money they have that really disturbed me. So here's this little company that started Procreate, which to unpack that quickly, it's a it's a drawing app. And when they first started out, Procreate was selling itself with a lot of fantasy style illustration, because I guess that's what a lot of their initial audience or initial users were, were creating. But the reality is Procreate has all the intuitive, mostly intuitive tools to allow you to just draw uh, and illustrate and paint. So I say mostly intuitive because it, I believe it is that, and yet they do a really nice manual that they offer online as a PDF that gives you all the uh, details that you need in terms of the tool tips and, and gestures and things like that. So, but the reason I bring up Procreate as, as a segue here is something that you just mentioned Matt, when you talk about feature bloat um with a given piece of software and i've noticed that procreate's added some things in the last couple updates that i kind of scratch my head and think who's asking for this stuff like right. there's a little thing that is a glitch it's it's literally a glitch creation slider tool that they put into the software <laughs> that you can add to your your uh drawings or your animations and right. I thought, well, that's completely unnecessary. I mean, who in the world asked for that? And yet I found myself playing with it because it was kind of fun. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually added it to a post that I put on Instagram where I just threw a bunch of images that I used the glitch tool on, mapped them out in a quick GIF. And um, and yes, I say GIF. And, uh, Me too. Thanks. There's two of us in the world. Um, can we just unpack that really quick? Okay. Yeah, graphic what, let's do that. user interface. Yeah, exactly. It's graphic. That's not g- graphics. G- g- <laughs> not j- not peanut butter. Yep.
1: yep. This I'm guy sta- has been on messing that. with us. When he said that, he was definitely messing with everybody. There is no way it is gifted. Thank GIF. you. Yes. Anyway.
0: Anyway. So I made this GIF and I put it out on the on the web and uh, I thought, well, actually that was kinda cool. And it was very easy to do, it was intuitive. So anyway, uh, but that said, that's an anomaly for me. And I am a fan of, keep it simple, remember your core functionality, and don't don't let feature bloat m- make the software unusable. And again, let me just say, I just have to do it. I gotta point to Adobe. I wish they would take Illustrator and InDesign and just mash them together into one yeah. app, and uh, yeah. I'll, I'll say this probably for the third or fourth time publicly I was at Adobe Max several years ago and talked to one of the software engineers at the meet and greet with the software engineers and I said something similar why don't you guys just combine the two things it doesn't seem like they're that far apart anymore especially when it comes to um, page layout at right. which point several years ago an Illustrator was maddeningly frustrating and frankly it still is right. compared to InDesign And the guy, believe it or not, this was so dumb, but he put his hand over his badge like, now you're not going to know my name and said, you know, the thing is we work in silos and literally one team does not talk to the other about features added to a software here that's not added to a software there that could be added, should be added, etc. So he says, but you didn't hear it from me. And I thought, oh my gosh, really? But that was the state of things back then, and I don't feel like it's changed a whole lot. So I'm going to stop there, stop trashing (laughs) Adobe. But all to say, on a positive note, more reasons why I appreciate a small team like the Procreate team. Or uh, what's the other... um, uh, I'm trying to name another iPad. The iPad competitor that's doing a vector-based software. Um, this is not in your world, so I'm totally yeah. missing that cue. But I
1: know that Illustrator is on the iPad, but I, I know you don't want to talk about Adobe anymore. <laughs> no, it's okay. You know, to, you know, to
0: that point, uh, uh, Illustrator on iPad is actually works pretty well. Yeah. I, I think they've done a really good job of that to their credit. And yeah. uh, uh, going back to Procreate, um, Adobe came out with Fresco, which was clearly right. their right. answer to Procreate. Yep. And it was clearly a miss, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so many things wrong with the launch. And again, I think you guys have all this money to throw at these launches. And what I, this is, this is Dylan's crusty old take on Adobe uh, <laughs> apps, especially over the years, is they, they tease something out of Adobe Max and say, here's this new thing and here's what it's gonna do and here's the, here's the name for it. And the way they present it, again, throwing money at the presentation not just at max but beyond max to the to the design world through their own channels and other channels the way they present it as is as if this is a baked thing it's cooked done ready to use and go get them guys and i've thought over time with repeated examples of this i've realized these are far from baked products Mm -hmm. they're like they're like betas that they don't want to call betas and hey guys, go dabble with this, and we might do some some repairs and some feature additions, but the re- but what I found over and you could start to name off some of these products, but you you've realized wait that thing died what happened to the thing that you and so it it helps me right. reinforce the idea that these were just these were just shiny betas that you guys may right. or may not were going to uh may or may not uh continue right am I bitter? Not really. A little bit. Huh? A little bit. Okay, a little bit. Um, I get frustrated, though, because I... For sure. I, I, I'll i say it three times. All that money, and I want them to use their money wisely. So the other side of it is I'm always a fan of the underdog and the independence. So yeah. that's probably why I'm always looking for small companies. I think Notion, to go back to that for a second, right. That's is
1: that a small company? I'm quite sure they are. I don't know exactly how many people large they are, but it's definitely getting bigger. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And that's, that kind of, so also with notion, that's kind of how we not, it's not just project management, but it's also kind of our accounting side of things too. Okay. Like we, we have these tables so that the project manager can communicate with, with us of like, okay, Hey, this invoice is ready to be sent. This project's finished now. So like we, we have things you can mark like statuses and change them. Um, so it's like, okay, here's an invoice that's going to have to be sent, not ready. Um, but whenever it is, you're marking it as ready. And then, um, so my wife does a, a lot of the billing, invoicing, and stuff like that. So on her dashboard, nothing will show up unless something's ready to send. So if somebody marks it as ready to send, all of a sudden, right at the top of her list on her dashboard, it says, ready to send this invoice, send email to this person for this much.
0: Okay, just to uh, be clear, you're creating the invoices in Well, Notion. no, no, no.
1: We, we're kind of creating the process through notion i suppose but whenever we get to um like actual invoices i just we do that in quickbooks i i I used to just make like these really nice ones in illustrator (laughs) Um, did you really I i would send it to people and then like i don't know i was like you know what it just takes too much time i'm not really interested i need some something for people to be able to pay online relatively quick especially if we're doing the 50% upfront deposits right. and most people need to start immediately. So I'm like, all right, well, here's how you pay this super quick. So we use I, for all accounting stuff. I've been using QuickBooks for a couple of years now. And yeah. there's just, it's easy once you get the hang of it. It's pretty complex at first, but yep. all accountants know how to use it. So if you have an accountant that needs to see anything, it's just, to me, that's the only real answer there but I mean I think there's other software out there that where you can do that but it, it seems like every account that I ever talked to they always preferred QuickBooks because that's what other companies use that they help try to manage the accounting side of things.
0: Yeah let's come back to that I want you to finish yeah. your thought on Notion but I, okay. we, have, we definitely need to come back to the financial side of it.
1: Okay yeah. Um, so it's, we use it as that project management but I'm also using it as a like I said, a a wiki of just data and information and just a way to keep track of pretty much anything that I need to. Uh, Like one of the things is like leads. I keep track of leads that we get because I want to know, I I use that number of how many leads we get per week that is directly related to the health of the company at that moment. Um, Obviously money is the most healthy thing, but as long as those leads are kind of coming in at a constant rate then i know okay we should be fine for the next few months but if i see that number start to to drop then i have an early indicator that uh oh something's happening and we need to we need to address it now Um, so
0: okay great it's great to know um again this is where you're so much more organized than i am and it's impressive to hear (laughs) that do you so notion i know this totally sounds like a notion cell this entire Uh, podcast, but so notion has a spreadsheet like functionality where you can, you can track those numbers.
1: Yeah. It's, it's not as robust as Google sheets, but well, well, I guess here's the thing is that they have databases. Everything's basically called a database. A calendar is a database. A table is a database. Okay. You can take that calendar and you can convert it to a table and you can add numbers in it and you can have it add those numbers up. So it's, it's super weird. It's very, I don't know, kind of transcends what a normal database would be used for, but you can, you can have different views of your database. So again, I can, in, in, in one, in the same database, I can view, okay, here's the leads that are coming in. Great. And I can see that on the calendar, like when, when somebody had a project request of some kind, And then I can convert that. I can just take a, I can view it a different way. Basically press a button. You can make a new view of it and I can turn it into a table that just takes that data that I enter, like for a a lead, if I put like the name of the company, email, amount of uh, value of lead, basically. So if I put that, I can view it as a calendar, but then I can convert it to a table and now I can have it tell me what is the total value. Like I can have it add up those numbers from... Those entries and calculate that. I, this might be getting you are a bit you are a,
0: a a nerd, and I mean that as the no, highest no, no, no. compliment. I, That's impressive. I mean, Notion's <laughs> impressive to me to hear these details, but the fact yeah. is, you're banging on this thing to figure that out. I think it's great. I, I'm a little honestly, I'm a little jealous. i like I, I, w- I wish. I, this is this podcast
1: has always been. I want to be more like Matt. I there I, it is. I. I get a little bit crazy about things. Honestly, it's it's all about my mental state and trying to make sure that I'm as clear as I can possibly be. Okay. Because I because I know all all the stuff that I talk about. Like I talk about like these checklists and all this stuff. If I don't do those things, I will it will be a disaster for me mentally. So I I guess I've just always been that way, where it's like. I need things to be organized because mm-hmm. if I can keep everything else organized, that's one less thing for me to worry about. It's the same reason that my closet's full of just plain-colored T-shirts. Like Ooh. it's this—it's it's the same idea where I just—I don't want to put that brain power where it doesn't need to be.
0: So you've got 40, 40 white V-neck T-shirts, pressed I, on, and starched on, a, on I hangers.
1: I don't wear V-neck, but oh. uh, I do have—I uh, don't—I have at least 20 white T-shirts. So here's the other thing. I always have a white T-shirt on, always. Even if it's like summer outside, I'll be wearing two T-shirts. I don't know. Always been doing that. Anyway, um, so I don't. Honestly, I don't think that anyone else uses Notion like this. I've okay. I've put together. I've been using it for almost two years now, and it's just kind of like one tutorial after another, and then you just try to figure out things like, oh man, I wish I could do this, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh maybe there is a way to do that but it it does get it gets kind of complex now you don't have to code anything, but some of it can get really complex um but that's that's what I needed was something simple to start and something that I can make as complex as I need specifically okay yeah
0: again i'm I wanna play with notion again, but i'm a little I'm a little scared because you know. Uh, when you say database to a designer like me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my brain starts to get a little gel, you know, a little more gel like right. the normal
1: it starts to starts yep. to melt a little bit. Like, no, I mean, all numbers. all the databases is just a little spreadsheet. I don't know. So if, you say, I um honestly, I've been trying to think about like, do I want to develop some sort of course on how I use Notion at some point? I think uh, that would be yeah useful, but uh, it, it's something that would take a few weeks of it's not just an hour course and then we're good like that's that's something much bigger so i'm trying to figure out how to do that but i mean my my
0: two senses i think you ought to contact notion first and say this is what i'm doing and i'd like to do a course on it why don't you guys yeah you know help that's a a, good idea
1: i think i'm gonna send them help a nerd out
0: (laughs) i think you should
1: yeah um Let's talk about, yeah, let's talk
0: about financials for a few minutes. Uh, you mentioned QuickBooks. I use it too, for the same reason you you? do. My accountant led me to that. I mean, I knew about it, but my accountant said, Hey, look, I use QuickBooks. If you're not completely against it, I'd prefer that we switch over to QuickBooks so I can have access. I said, okay, let's do it. Uh, before that couple things to mention to folks, I spent a good chunk of time using FreshBooks. right? I did for a little bit as well. Yep. And then went over to bonsai and let me unpack that really quickly. Um, I was turned on to FreshBooks by a friend of mine who was using it. And nice interface, uh, definitely affordable. I think it's, again, I'm sorry, I don't have numbers prepared for this podcast, but I think a little cheaper than QuickBooks, um, definitely simpler than QuickBooks. um, Definitely a software that was uh, increasing in its features over time. Again, I haven't looked at it for a few years now, at least probably four years. So my recommendation is if you don't, need to share access to the software. And again, maybe FreshBooks is doing this now, but uh, if you're trying to save a buck and are not concerned about uh, mega features and not concerned about sharing it, I would definitely look into FreshBooks. And the other one I would recommend that I switched over to after FreshBooks, again, because of a recommendation and trying to save a buck is Bonsai, which is at hellobonsai.com, B-O-N-S-A-I.com. I was turned on to that by the guys at Forefathers Group. They said they used it, and I thought, "Huh." Kind of like this conversation today about Notion, like "Huh." And so uh, I checked out Bonsai, and I think at the time it was about nineteen dollars a month, and very simple interface, which was pretty impressive. Um, monochromatic, and I think green and white. I think it was all it had, all they had, or green and black and white. But anyway, um, here's the catch: you get what you pay for. And at the time that I stopped using Bonsai, one of the reasons I stopped and I was easily convinced to switch over to QuickBooks was because Bonsai is not a full-time team, at least as far as support. So on the other hand, so just keep that in mind if you're thinking about, oh, I want to keep it cheap and I want simple and QuickBooks is too much. Got it. But just be be aware that if you need help, you're going to have to wait for it. And uh, it could be days before you get a response. And when you're talking money, that can be frustrating. But if that's, okay with you you know hours or days in waiting which few of us are used to uh right that's you know bonsai is an option that said i found the quickbooks help is fairly robotic and not very personable which is frustrating because again we're talking about money and no one wants to wait for it in terms of the delivery of it and no one wants to wait for it in terms of uh, somebody's communication on their end affecting that delivery or that answer to the question that keeps things moving so uh, you pay a lot more for QuickBooks. Uh, well, right. not a, not a ton more, but even that's, for the basics, it's, yeah. it's uh, like twenty, you know, under thirty bucks. I think is what I pay a month for a QuickBooks. So, yeah, against what you're billing or what you should be billing as a as a design studio, this is truly a drop in the bucket. But something mm-hmm. that Janet and I talked about just for a moment last night is all these little things add up. And you can find yep. yourself throwing a few hundred dollars a month at things that are not really working in your best interest. Right. And so that's probably a longer discussion, but just something to keep in mind. Uh, and the reason why we're doing this podcast is to say, here's what we use and here's what we recommend. I, I, so to be clear, I use QuickBooks for financials. You do too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, those were, that's where I generate invoices. And I, I like the fact that people, like you said, Matt, people can pay the deposit quickly, I'm not waiting on a check, even though, can I be honest, I love good old fashioned checks. And I know I sound like a caveman, but yeah. I love them because nobody's <laughs> paying fees on that. Yeah. And man, I could start ranting and I am I promise you I'm not gonna do it, but I could right. rant about those stinking fees that they charge you to process a payment.
1: Right. Truly less, got in the wrong
0: game there. Cause if I was in right. that business, I wouldn't be on this podcast right now.
1: There's, I. Initially, I always had like credit cards available for use, but that's where you're getting the three to four percent Charged on top of everything. I think it's it's 2.9 percent or something brutal Um, but if they pay so with QuickBooks For a while there it was free if they used if they paid with a business account like through a bank account rather than through a card Okay, so the ach payment was free, but they just recently changed it. So it's ten dollars for me I'm like I'll take the $10 hit. The other thing that's nice about QuickBooks is just, for me, again, being able to see the financial side of things, just the financial health of a company. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I I always want to look back. Initially, I would keep track every month. Like, okay, here's the amount that I need to make per month. And then I realized, like, well, if the projects we do generally last more than a month, that's just a really bad way of looking at it. So and this is another conversation altogether, but so basically I look at things quarterly now. So it's like, all right, well, here's, here's how much we need to make quarterly. Here's like, you know, the goals for where we're at. But anyway, QuickBooks has like a lot of reports that you can easily make and just quickly see the, the health of your company. And to me, that's well worth that 30 or I don't remember how much it is per month, but yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, Moving on, uh this is probably an easy one, but I always find it interesting. How do you track the the smallest notes, the quick notes, like just you're on the you're literally driving or uh you know you're you're just in a place where you're not in front of a uh, your main workstation. What do you, what do you what do you carry to to capture notes?
1: Uh it's this new new technology. I'm not sure oh. if you've ever heard of this before. Oh boy. Uh it's called a notebook.
0: What?
1: Yep. Uh there is Matt's uh, holding up a paper book and I have a pen. What? Uh I yeah, I I write things down. Get it together, man. I so my general process is like the the day-to-day thinking that goes in my notebook. I just write stuff down. The stuff that gets I'm not, I don't want to keep going back to Notion here, but like the stuff that gets inputted into Notion is the stuff that like okay, after I've had a chance to think about it, like now I need to organize it. So like that's I use Notion to help me organize, where I use my book just to get things out, basically. Okay, okay. Yeah, what about you?
0: Uh, it's a combination. I use Things, the app called Things. It's literally called Things, T-H-I-N-G-S. Nice. Um, a lot of people have heard of it. Some people haven't. But I, I mean, we could derail for 15 minutes on the to-do list apps that have, I've tried. Right. And, uh, right. and I have tried them all. I think I've tried them all. I've tried 12,674 to-do list apps. <laughs> no, seriously, I've tried a dozen at least, if not more. Yeah. And so I come back to things because it does its job. And, it, and like I was saying earlier about software bloat, it just stays out of its own way for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect, but here I am still using things. Uh, it's up to 3.0. I still recommend it. Uh, I still use Apple notes. Uh, they have a quick notes feature now in the new desktop software. That's, you know, it works. Uh, it's kind of slick. Uh, And like you, I carry paper. Um, I still have a pad of Post-its on my desk. And I also, uh, just to endorse a local company and an oddball product, there are these uh, slender, like tall, slender notebooks that came out from a company called, and I'm going to butcher this name because I forget how it's supposed to be pronounced, but it's spelled M-N as in Nancy, E-M-O-S-Y-N-E. It looks like Nemazine. And Hmm. I said that, to the store employee that uh, sells these and I got corrected quickly and I still can't remember how to say it. Anyway, the point is, it's a nice affordable little notebook company. At least that's what I know that they make of these little notebooks. And I love the slender one because it kind of gets out of its way on the on the desktop, like on the physical desktop, like as in paper product. Um, so I tend to keep a lot of things in front of me on the desk, uh, relatively neat. Sometimes not, and so having a, a slender, tall, thin notebook like that is really handy for me.
1: What's it called again?
0: Um, again, I'll butcher the name. It looks like it looks like it begins with M, as in Michael, N as in Nancy, E M O S Y N E, and we'll put this in the show notes. But uh, it looks like it's Nemazine, like you're not supposed to pronounce the M.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: All right. But yeah, I still use Field Notes too. Uh, yeah. I've, I've made my own leather covers for it, thanks to my friend cool. Jeremy Slagle turning me on to some good leather options here in town.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
0: Pa- what about bar, bar napkins? Not that I go to bars <laughs> much anymore, but yeah, you know, I, whatever works. I, I've drawn, I've drawn logo ideas on napkins, and sometimes oh. that's a darn good sketch, and it's, you don't need to refine it a whole lot past that.
1: Yeah. Um, what about? Do you keep track of your time at all?
0: I. Uh, mostly no. And if I do keep track of it, I use the $12 a month harvest account. So right. the, I guess that's the most basic way you can use harvest is the cheapest way to use harvest. But I, I do have my, one of my, my longest, actually my oldest client, uh, one of my oldest clients. And just to keep things on the up and up, I'll, I'll hold on to harvest. Uh, and sometimes I'll turn the account off. I'll let it sleep for months. Uh, right. But there are times when I'm working for that client that I just want to make sure I'm tracking time accurately for them. It's important to them, and I respect right. them very much. And so that's a place where I'll just turn that on. Otherwise, other than that client, never. Really? Yeah. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say never. Like, I'm so above it. It's not that. It's just right. that no, no. There's, there's two things that influence that. One is that uh, I'm like a lot of designers. I dreaded timesheets when I worked for a big yep. agency. I mean, mm-hmm. dreaded them. And if I was having a, an efficient and uh, I was being if I was having an efficient week and being smart, I was carrying some kind of paper notebook sometimes, or just keying in quickly. You know, an hour here, two hours there. Obviously, the smart way to handle timesheets is just to constantly, you know, make quick notes about what you're doing on a given day, hour to hour. If that's what you're required to do. Right. Um, that said, the other thing that influences me not tracking time now is. I block time on my calendar, again, if I'm operating efficiently and, and effectively on a given week. And so I can scan back in a given week or month or so and just get a, a broad picture of what I, where I spent right. my time on a given project. And this goes back to how we talked about a uh, previous podcast about uh, pricing things. And we didn't unpack that mm-hmm. a lot. but I, So I will do that here quickly. I do think about the amount of time it will take me to accomplish a certain thing. And I, and I do think I, I still come from that. Um, what do I need to make in that given time to pay the bills and, and you know, take care of business? So does that mean that I'm doing a very calculated hourly thing there? No, I don't need to because I've done it for so long. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. So no, it, it's, in a sense, it, it I does. do it, and yet I'm at this point in my career. I, it's a very broad sweep, as far as understanding the time commitment for a given thing.
1: Right. So, I guess going back to like the, the goal that I had was to be able to have other people be able to operate within the business, and to not have myself there. That's one of the big problems that I kept running into is that like I know off top of my head how long things are going to take. But I, one of the challenges has been like, okay, well, what if somebody else? on the team needs to create a proposal yeah, and they need to understand how much time something's going to take. Yeah. Like what is that process for them? Especially since, you know, most project managers, they have good knowledge of the industry, but they don't, they don't get into the weeds. Like they're not the ones actually making these projects. Right. So it can be really tough for them to try to identify, okay, how long is this thing going to take? Um, So that's, yeah, the whole team, we keep track of our time. We use EverHour. Hmm. Um, Never heard of it. It's, listen, it's another one of those like Notion things where it's just like, okay, this is just some random thing, page 45 of Google search results, but something that I tried to, just like to do like apps. There's a bunch of them out there. Mm -hmm. EverHour is free for up to five people. And it's it's something nice where you can put the project name in there and task and then people can do their time for like real time, basically. Um, so I can what's nice about that is so we have a team of five and I can go on there at any point. I can go on there right now and see who's working on what and how long they've been working on it. So I don't need to like check in with people and be like, oh, hey, what are you what are you working on right now? Or like, hey, are you at lunch? Or if somebody's not responding on Slack or something, which we use Slack, which I'm not going to get into that. Everybody does. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just nice for me to be able to see without having to interrupt people um, or what they're what they're working on. So if I see that somebody's working on something and I'm like, oh, actually, we have like a different priority right now. Like, hey, can you switch onto this thing? Um, so it's nice to be able to see like a live view of of what everybody's working on it at, the, at that point. And then it's also nice for you know, uh, project managers and anybody that's kind of involved in that proposal process to see like, Oh, you know what? This project is really similar to this one that we did like a year and a half ago. It's like, great. Well, let's just bring that up. Like let's look at the report for that and see how long that took us.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So to be, to be clear Matt, you're right. I mean, it tracking time is a critical thing. Yeah. And uh, so I don't mean to make it sound like you could, you know, I don't need to track time anymore. I, I, I don't need to track time like I used to. But I understand the the absolute critical value of tracking time. There's there's, reasons you're stating and more.
1: There's a value to not keeping track of it too. Nobody on the team likes to keep track of their time. Right. If I see any resistance anywhere, it's in that area. So, So like anytime,
0: Evernote is uh, does make it easy for them. Ever hour, ever hour. Sorry, not Evernote. Right. Yeah. Let's not
1: talk about Evernote. (laughs) (laughs) Other software. Everybody's tried. Some people still use. (laughs) Right. Um, But yeah. So. For me, it's like all of our payroll and everything like that. It comes from that information that we have in Everhour, so that always keeps everybody uh, pretty motivated to keep that updated. <laughs> so,
0: uh, gonna get down to the weeds on this. I know we don't have a ton of time left, but uh, does Everhour do a simple? Comp- it's easy to walk that data out of Everhour into Notion and compute for that? Well,
1: there. yeah, we don't. We don't. That that information doesn't see Notion ever. Okay. Um, that just goes, I basically can do reports inside of every hour of like, okay, how much did this person work the last two weeks? And then again, we just, we have like a, we have an HR company that we use and they have this payroll software that's really bloated and weird and whatnot too. I'm not going to get into that one, but basically we just use that information and we're able just to type in that, that data of like, okay, this person worked this many hours, there's a holiday this week and they used four hours PTO, whatever. Um so we can basically just enter all that information directly from there. But yeah. It's it's weird because
0: you just mentioned uh something that sounds like you don't want to talk about, which is this payroll thing, uh which is
1: probably a a whole other discussion. It it probably is. I mean, I'll tell you right now, we use um we use a company. I don't really want to get into the names of it, but we use a company. I'm I'm happy with them. I, I really like them. But they help us with all of our HR-related stuff. Here's the thing. Like, I don't want to get involved in the HR thing. So we pay an extra price, basically, for somebody to help us with that stuff. If I was to try to figure out, like, okay, how do I give my employees a 401k? If I was to try to figure that out for myself, I don't even know where the hell to start. Right. But having an HR company that's there to help, they were just like, yeah, we have this plan. uh, Or we have this one. Which one do you want people to be on? And it's like, oh, that's so nice just to have somebody there for them
0: it goes back to the uh, beginning of this podcast you 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 need to be able to say at some point you know what that's that's out of my range of expertise right. so right. is it smarter to just pay somebody else to do this whether it's a piece right. of software or whether it's a human to take on that role
1: yeah you know I, we could probably go on for this f- for a little while um <laughs> we could talk about all these different software and everything but i think if I get towards my, my final thoughts here, is that, is that cool? You want to go final thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Let's final. Okay. Let's final thought it up. All right. Great. Um, I'd say this early on it was spreadsheets. Everything was spreadsheets. I kept track of invoices with it, kept track of our our accounting. It was the simplest and cheapest possible way to keep track of things. And I think it's important to do those things. It's, I don't think it's a great idea to jump into all these different paid softwares right away because you think that you need them. Do things a simple way and find out why it doesn't work for you. It might. If you only have, you know, if, you, if you only build 10 clients every year or something like that, a spreadsheet might work just fine, honestly. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but at a certain point, there will be pain with that stuff where you're saying like, oh, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. Then you know it's time honestly just like just like hiring it's you do something until the pain becomes too much for you to bear on your own and you hire somebody and that's how i view all the software is like okay this is taking a lot of time what if we just did this what if we hired this company to help with that like yes it 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 all adds up a lot so you should never just go out and buy all these things at the same time you should add them slowly um, and figure out try to find the cheapest way of of doing things and work up to it right um there, i mean there are softwares that we spend i don't know up to two hundred dollars a month on and it's stuff that okay that's fine it's expensive but does it make us more than two hundred dollars a month is there a return on that investment mm-hmm. if the answer is yes i don't care i'll spend ten thousand a month on software if it, it helps us make more than that right if you're
0: making a hundred k yeah
1: Right. So it's, it's, it's thinking about things in that sense, um, where it's like in, in some situations it's like, okay, $5 a month for this thing. No big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, but then sometimes you might look at that and be like $5 a month. Like I still do that right now. And it's like, it, 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 it relates to that value that that thing creates. If it, if you believe that it creates more value, then do it. It makes your life easier. In in most cases, I'll say, but, yeah. um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's thinking about that stuff, finding those pain points and where can you make things easier? Those are my final thoughts.
0: I, I got nothing to add. I think that's great, Matt. I think you, you wrapped it up and it sounds like, like we said, there's, there's definitely more we could talk about. We can get into more of the nuts and bolts, little other software that we're using outside right. of the Adobe family. And, um, maybe we'll do that. But for yeah. now, I probably enough to unpack uh, and add to the show notes for people to uh, see, yeah, we'll, you know, what we're talking about and maybe it works for them.
1: Yeah, we'll try to add a lot of these things that we were just talking about. We'll try to add those in those notes. Cool. <clears throat> um, but again, like, like Dylan said, this is not a, uh, a paid partnership with any of these people. Unfortunately. If these people, if these people would like to uh, become a partner of the Command Z show, please reach out. Yes. We'd like like a partner.
0: Including Lion Cubs Cookies in Grandview, which we've mentioned a few podcasts ago.
1: They are the unofficial sponsor of this podcast. That's right. Um, On that note, thanks for listening, everyone. Love you, Matt. Love you, too. Bye.
0: Bye. The Command Z Show is Matt Vojak and Dylan Mingus. Have a question you want us to discuss? Send us a message at cmdz.show. And while you're at it, we'd love a quick review on the podcast
1: platform of your choice. Thanks for listening.